Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, what's up, you guys? Another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders, broker owners, thought leaders in the industry, and we have a very special guest today in Melissa Lombard. She is the team leader of the Keller Williams Preferred Real Estate Office in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and she has a lot of value to bring today. Super excited to have you here with us today, Melissa. Awesome, Jeff. I'm really uh, excited to be here and excited to uh, have a great conversation. Awesome. Well, one of the top uh, people in the industry that I think of as a thought leader who's really helped inspire me to become the best version of myself, his name is Rock Thomas. And he always says, never apologize for being awesome. And I would love for us to kick this call off today for the first 30 seconds to 60 seconds. Feel free to share with the listeners if they're just getting ready to listen to this one and they're not sure they want to stick around, they want to jump over to someone else's podcast, why should they stay on with us over the next 20 to 25 minutes? Where have you come from? Where are you now? Where are you going? And what's the value going to be of listening to this episode? Wow, Jeff. Um, I, I love the question. So, uh, you know, I started my own real estate career in Austin, Texas, and uh, two years ago, got the opportunity to be a team leader of a market center in Minneapolis. And uh, so I transitioned from doing business to helping other agents be successful in their business. And I got to tell you, through a pandemic, we are crushing it. Our office is absolutely crushing records. Um, year over year, we're up um, about 60% um, in, wow. in various metrics. And uh, I couldn't be more proud of our team and uh, of the agents here. And what I'd love to share with people is just uh, some of the some of the ways that we're doing that, some of the um, some of the strategies that the agents are using to to build their businesses and build their teams, and um, and the the role that um, that I believe a brokerage has in um, facilitating that and helping agents to you know just crush their own goals. Perfect. So. Well, we'll dig into that for sure. Sixty percent, you guys. Did you hear that? That's that's a phenomenal number, especially. Uh, we're in the middle of the pandemic right now uh, as we record this. We're the fourth quarter of 2020. Uh, really quick, for those that aren't in Keller Williams land, I agree with everyone that they drink the red Kool-Aid. I started <laughs> drinking it this year. We launched a market center, a franchise in Omaha, Nebraska, KW Elite. But of course, our podcast is agnostic to any particular brokerage brand. However, I will speak to Keller Williams for a moment uh, to help the audience know a little bit more about that team leader role. What I find interesting about it is Gary Keller's mindset was that the brokerage should ultimately run like a team because teams are more profitable. Teams are more efficient and teams are focused on serving the agent. Unfortunately, unlike the traditional brokerage model. So when Melissa says she's the team leader of a market center or a brokerage, she's acting just like most of you who are team leaders of individual teams. There's not a lot of differences, right, Melissa? That's, that's absolutely right. Yep. I, I, I'm the leader of the biggest team. It's 160 agents and, uh, and a, a leadership team of 12 people. And yeah, it's very, very similar. The coaching yep. conversations are very similar and the structure is quite similar. 
Perfect. Well, let's start with this. So when I first joined Berkshire Hathaway in 2015, we took our team that was number one in Nebraska, Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group. We left an indie brokerage at MP Dodge Real Estate, the oldest real estate company in the world. Um, or sorry, in North America, I should say. It's like 160 years old now. And we joined Berkshire. Berkshire had a great name, of course, Omaha. We were in Buffett land and we were there for five years and we grew from 70 to over 700 unit sales, literally in six years, fastest growing real estate team in history, left Berkshire to join KW this year and kind of the rest is history. But the thing I found very fascinating and I'm really excited to hear your answer to this question is that when I first joined Berkshire, we were in a mastermind group and someone came up to me one day. I had a team of about 20 or 25 people and they knew I was number one in the city. They knew I was doing six, 700 deals a year. And they said, I would never want to be you. And I heard, I've heard that a lot more times now since. They said, Jeff, I'd never want to be you. And so I, I sat back, I'm like, well, you don't want to make what I make and you don't want the lifestyle I have. And you, know, you don't want to impact and influence the lives of other people. Like, what do you mean by that? And they meant they wouldn't want to have to manage 20 or 30 agents. Oh. And I quickly said, because that's when someone says something like that, you need to say, well, what do you mean? What part of me do you not want to have? The baldness? Yeah. Right. The aging, like what, what part is it? And they said, you know, I just can't imagine managing 25 agents. And the thing that was so fascinating at the time, Melissa, was that I already had a success manager that managed the agents. And I said, Oh, I don't do that. And then they'd say, well, I wouldn't want to have to do the back office. I don't do that. I wouldn't want to do the bookkeeping. I don't do that. I've, I've leveraged all those different roles. So when you say you have a team slash brokerage of 160 agents with whom you're responsible, I, I wouldn't want to do that, Melissa. So share with us, because there's a lot of people that have like this limiting belief that they can't have a team of 20 or 50 or 1,000 people. How are you able to create impact and influence for 160 agents? And obviously, keep in mind, they're probably going to listen to this podcast today. So yeah. what are some of the areas where you can create um, value for them inside of your world? Yeah, well, um, they'll definitely be listening, uh, Jeff. So, um, you know, it's it's very similar to what you're talking about. It's it's in Keller Williams, we we use the word leverage frequently, and that's what it's all about. So, uh, no one person is going to be amazing at everything, and so part of my job is uh, coaching and consulting the agents to to figure out what it is that they're really really great at. Um, I like to kind of think about it as like Marie Kondoing your business, right? Like. You go through your closet and you ask if it's first joy and you get rid of it as her concept. Well, I feel like the same concept is true in someone's real estate business. Um, when, when I'm consulting with an agent and it's just been them and they're selling houses like crazy and it's time for them to get to that next level because they keep bumping up against that ceiling, right. it's time for them to bring on an admin. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's where their business can absolutely, you know, take take off is by bringing on somebody. And the first assignment that I give them is start carrying around a notebook and jot down every time you're doing something you don't want to do, write it on the mm. list because you're building a job description for the next person. And then honestly, that's the most important hire that you're ever going to make because that person now becomes your partner in bringing on the rest of the team. And so if you hire the right person from the get go, you're going to, you know, you're just going to be able to experience the joy of leverage, even in the hiring process. So that's really the, the power is um, in building that team around you and, um, and, and understanding what your strengths are and maximizing those, creating you know, a world where someone does the things that you're not great at. 
Right. No, I absolutely love this idea. And it's funny as we live our lives outside of work, you think about all the things in your life, get that notebook out this coming weekend and ask yourselves, what do I wish I didn't have to do? I come home, the kids haven't put anything away. I have to do the dishes. I've got to get ready to go to my mother-in-law's and cook whatever it is you have to cook. So there's all these things and we always complain about it, but what are we doing to change ourselves so that we can change our situation? Um, I like to talk to people about how we trade time for money and no matter who you are, you trade time for money. And so, you know, if you, even if you drive to go have your car wash, you have chosen to place yourself inside your vehicle till your car gets washed. You could have somebody run and do that for you. And so it's interesting as I have continued to um, increase my income and my net worth and my influence. And I start to be around other people that I have higher incomes and higher net worths and higher influence. It's all about time. It really comes down to how do I save more time? Um, how can I be more efficient? And so I think a really great practice, and I'd like to kind of segue into your coaching and consulting, especially around goal setting, because a lot of people listening right now, we're getting ready to go into 2021. Yep. Something I learned my first year selling, I sold about 50 doors and made about 96,000 net back in 2007 was my mm -hmm. first full year. And it was really interesting. If you've heard this before, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it again. So if somebody makes hundred grand a year and you work 52 weeks a year and you um, work 40 hour weeks, which none of us work 40 hour weeks, but let's say you did work a 40 hour week, you should work towards that. Um, you'd be making $50 an hour. So if you're doing paperwork where you could hire someone 20, at 25 an hour and replace the time you would have otherwise spent on that paperwork to do a number of other activities that are highest income, higher income producing, and you took the risk of hiring the admin to cover the paperwork, you could obviously make more money than you made the year before. And when people say they get stuck and that they're stagnant, I think it's because they don't subscribe to that mindset that there are activities that they're doing that are lower income producing because they don't take a step back to look at what their time is worth to them and then replace the lower income producing activities with somebody else to your leveraged role. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, leverage takes different forms, right? Like sometimes leverage is building a team. Sometimes it's looking at your personal life and figuring out, you know, do you need an assistant or do you just need a, you know, a task rabbit or, you know, just, DoorDash or, you know, just pay somebody to do something for you. But leverage can also be, you know, um, you talked about building your net worth and, and you know, building, building uh, your financial roadmap. Uh, leverage can also be what, what is your money doing for you? And it's, that's one of the conversations that we have a lot at Keller Williams is, you know, um, how are you putting your money to work for you? Um, and that's one of the things that we do talk about in coaching mm -hmm. conversations is this isn't just about, you know, how do you sell more houses? This is about, how do you create the most amazing life? And everybody looks different. So that coaching conversation looks different for everybody. But, um, but yeah, I mean, leverage takes a lot of forms and it's personalized. Nope. I love that. And you know, on the front of the book that I know both of us have read and I'd recommend anyone read this book, even if you're not at Keller Williams, I read it in 2006 and that is the millionaire real estate agent. And inside of the MREA millionaire real estate agent on the cover, it says, it's not about the money. It's about being the best that you can be. And mm -hmm. I've challenged Gary Keller to change the quote to becoming the best you can be. And you'll never become that, yeah. that thing you're always striving to become better. And so yeah, as people sure. are thinking about their 2021 and what you want to have changed, you have to mm -hmm. change something in your business or you'll get the exact same results. Don't Absolutely. blame a lack of success on COVID-19 or the market or the president or the presidential campaign. Like everybody looks for excuses to not be successful. Yeah. I've been able to grow my business every year, despite markets, despite COVID, despite all of the other things that are distractions. You just mm -hmm. have to be willing to work and change and move and pivot and 
constantly listening to podcasts and read books and meet with like-minded individuals to help you become better. So let's get into a few of the hacks that you would recommend as, as, as we talk about leverage and goal setting uh, for mm-hmm. next year. The agents you've watched double their sales in, in 12 months. What are some of the strategies that they've implemented in their business? And most importantly, as the people are listening today, you know, a lot of us are trying to stop selling real estate and focus mm-hmm. on building real estate businesses. So mm-hmm. I would like mm-hmm. to talk talk about this a little bit from the perspective of the leadership. What are the changes that the leadership has made? You know, what have you done as a team lead to help these agents double their sales? Yeah. Well, um, here's, here's the, the first thing is um, showing up. And, um, and, and I don't mean that um, flippantly. Like that has literally been the difference. I mean, Part of my role as, as team leader is to have conversations with people outside of our brokerage. So I'm talking to top agents across brands. And um, there's several offices that have been closed and uh, the impact that that had on the agent's businesses is significant. And so, um, you know, to the extent that it's safe to do so, and, and I understand that we're talking to a wide ranging audience, you know, all across the country. And, um, but, but that's been a huge piece for us is showing up and, um, and, and encouraging the agents, giving them tools and equipping them for, with new ideas of like, hey, you know, why don't you do some virtual open houses? Like, why don't you get really, really great at that uh, so that you can still deliver high value to your, to your clients? Um, you know, and, and so making, making whatever necessary pivots need to happen so that you can still conduct business in a safe way has been a game changer for our agents. And truly, that's that's probably 75% or more of the success that the agents have had this year is simply showing up, making care calls to their database. We talk about it a lot, but it's, 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 um, you just it, suggest it doesn't always happen. Calling your database. Did you just suggest that? And that I, have a magic, I have a magic script. I have a magic script. All right. You guys, Here's team leaders, listen to what your agents need to be saying on their call. Will you role yes. play with me? Absolutely. All right, let's do this thing. Hello. Okay. Hey, Jeff, it's Melissa. How are you? Melissa, I haven't heard from you for a while. I think I still am getting your emails all the time, though. Appreciate you sending those. Awesome, Jeff. Well, I'm so glad. And, um, you know, this has been a crazy year. And, Jeff, I'm just calling to check in on you. How are you and the family doing? You know, I appreciate you checking. We're really good. Yeah, little Timmy's baseball was really fun this year. Weird having them all have masks on the entire time. But other than that, I think we're surviving. Awesome. Literally, that's it. The conversation can go a bunch of different ways from there, but you only have to call and ask them how they're hey, doing. Just, just showing up, in, like you said. So, care call. When we started having children, this is back in 2005. I have a, my daughter just turned 15, and we're 15, 13, and 11. I had read a study that parents that buy parenting books naturally are better parents than the parents that don't but it had nothing to do with reading the book huh? and everything to do with the parents that simply bought the book because yeah. the types of people that were willing to buy the book were going to become, we're going to dedicate themselves more than the person that's not. So if you haven't bought MREA yet, talk about an easy <laughs> sell, right? If you haven't signed up yeah. for a coach, don't worry about getting the coaching. Just the fact yeah. that you signed up. And it is the point though, because if you're showing up, you mm-hmm. cared enough to show up, to be active and participate in some way. And yes, yeah. sometimes you go to a trainings. Sometimes mm-hmm. Melissa and Jeff Cohn aren't perfect. When we deliver a training or have a one-on-one, we make mistakes, but the very act 
of being at the office and interacting yeah. and being consistent with, with those types of things are going to make you successful. And I couldn't agree more. We've gamified agents participation for 10 years and they'd get yeah. a point for team meetings. They'd get a point for accountability meetings. They'd get a point mm -hmm. for coming on call day or call nights. And the agents who racked up the most points were always the agents that performed at the highest level. They are Absolutely. a symbiotic relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, a couple of other things, you know, that I just, I, I want to point out because goal setting season, like you said, is, is upon us. Um, you know, one thing that we do that I think is a huge game changer is that we don't start goal setting by saying, okay, what did I do last year? Okay. And I'm going to base that, that I'm going to make my goals for next year based on that. Mm -hmm. We actually take a step back um, when, when we're doing goal setting and say, where do you want to be? And when new agents come to us from other companies, they've never done this necessarily because they haven't been a part of um, the KW fabric, but we start with kind of that five-year vision. Like, where are you going um, and, and we talk about their, their personal goals and then obviously some business goals as well, but something happens. I read this, that, um, around age 11, we stop living out of our imagination and we begin living out of, um, mm -hmm. our history. And so we, we goal set, not based on what could be, but we goal set based on what has been. Mm. And, um, and so breaking that pattern and going back to this, okay, ideal perfect world we're sitting together five years from today what does your life look like and we're going to nail that down to a few categories and from there now we can talk shop like now we can get into the nitty-gritty because now you actually care Jeez, and, I, I so, agree um, more. and you know i know um a lot of us here are reading the 12-week year uh or yeah the 12-week year and um and i love that he talks the author talks about you know having a big vision and, um, and so that's intimidating for a lot of people. A lot of people come into my office and say, I know I'm supposed to have a big why and I don't know what it is. That's the value of an awesome coach. An awesome coach is going to help you drill down, figure out what it is mm -hmm. so that on those days when execution is not the thing that you necessarily want to do, but you, it's the thing, you know, you have to do, you can tap into that reserve and say, but this is why, and right. I'm showing up and I'm doing the work and, and, yeah. um, that, that's the difference maker. It's execution. Nope. I totally agree. You know, I, I think about that all the time and we talk about it a lot that it's not the ones and zeros in your bank account that brings happiness. It's truly succeeding at the things that you believe are important. Mm -hmm. And if you never take the moment to step back and ask yourself, what's important to me, how will you know that you ever succeeded? And in that there lies a lot of wisdom. So I would recommend backing up and listening to that again, because so often we're not happy and we say, well, I'll be happy once I have a BMW. I'll be happy once we have our third child. I'll be happy once our kids are off to college. I'll be happy, you know, we, we have these little things that we say we'll be happy once we do X, Y, Z. My greatest happiness has come from f the fulfillment I get by helping other people achieve their dreams. And that is very cliche. And I, I, if I listen to myself right now, I've just got my license. I'd be like, yeah, whatever, dude. I'm trying to cover my mortgage payment here, right? But the money is just ones and zeros. So like you make your first hundred grand, eventually maybe you'll hit 250 or half a million or millions. It just depends on what you want. But don't make the, the number arbitrary to just a random number you pull out of the sky. Make sure that that number is gonna back up helping you achieve your dreams. And it could be charitable contribution, time with family, time with your dog, whatever it might be, but have a reason behind it. And I loved it what you said. There's hard days where you're like, oh, I don't want to deal with this text message or this call. I don't want to go to the training. I don't want to have to do my job today. But I ha you know you feel like you have to do it. Have a reason why you're showing up, not just the money, because the money isn't going to be a driver. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, 
it, it's, it's great to have the big vision. And then um, also the value of a, of a coaching consulting relationship is having somebody partner with you to figure out, okay, what, how do I take that big number for a lot of agents? It's an income number, or maybe it's a closed units or closed volume, but whatever that big number is that's attached to your big why now it's time to chunk that thing down. Let's figure out what do I have to do um, in order to hit that, right? And so um, in our world, it's a, it's a, it's a GPS, a goals, priorities, and strategies, and then chunking that down into a monthly plan. And, um, and, and because I, I think a lot of times we're great at setting the goals and mm-hmm. terrible at turning it into a plan Love that it. every day I can look, look at my one-page plan yep. and say, what do I have to do today in order to be yep. achieving my goals? And it sounds so simple. And yep. I know listeners are probably like, yeah, duh, I've heard that a million times. <laughs> yeah, duh. Man, that's the value yeah. of a coach because you're going to bring that piece of paper into that coaching conversation every week. And um, if, if you've got a yep. coach who's worth anything, they're going to hold you accountable to the dreams that you have. Right. Love it. And so um, I just, I, I think it's, I think it's paramount that you, that you not only have a goal, but then you've got somebody to help you stay accountable to it. hundred percent. For those team leaders listening, it's your responsibility to help your agents do this. It's not their responsibility. They don't know better. Sadly, that's why the traditional agent only sells seven deals a year. They don't know better. So you need to go to them this month and you need to start a plan for what their life goals are the next 12 months to five years and then reverse engineer that based on the income they'd need to generate and then give them very tangible, specific KPIs, key performance indicators, so they know what they have to do every day, every week, every month, every year to hit the income goal that year so that they can live and lead the life. So the numbers we've tracked for 10 years and what we teach at Elite Real Estate Systems starts with call attempts. Uh, we know it takes 150 dials per week mm-hmm. to average $100,000 a year in income based on 10 years of data points, 5,000 unit sales and a billion dollars in, in sales. And we've tracked all of this mm-hmm. in Excel and CSU. Uh, mm-hmm. from 2011 on. So we know for an agent that wants to make hundred grand a year, they need to make about hundred dials a week, 400 dials a month. And out of hundred dials, 20% will answer the phone. So they need 20 people to answer the phone and you need to get 10 to answer the phone to get one person to agree to an appointment. So our numbers were two people answer out of 20 calls. And out of the two appointments that you end up going on, you'll convert around one transaction. And our mm-hmm. average commission in our market's about six grand, the brokerage takes their cut it ends up breaking down to about 36 sides. Uh, we'll end up paying them $100,000 income. Well, knowing that, and if you don't know these numbers, you've got to break them down in your own marketplace based on your commission splits and your average sales price. Because if someone asks you, hey, what's your, what's your, your why? And they tell you, and you say, well, what's your income to make the why? And they tell you, then the question should be, well, what do you have to do this week? And then you get the blank stare. How, yeah. There should be no blank stare. Take the total mm-hmm. divided by 52. Or if you mm-hmm. only, only want to work half the year or 12 weeks out of the year, then do the math and figure out what needs to take place. So yeah. to me, those are some really big, uh, important factors is how is the agent supposed to spend their time? And most importantly for you, Melissa, and for me as leaders, how do we inspire and impact and influence those that follow us so that they're doing those boring daily routines of making phone calls, going on appointments, all these mm-hmm. things that seem arbitrary, those are the lifeblood of a successful business. You have to be doing those simple activities like calling yeah. your database like you mentioned. Yeah. Success isn't sexy. I mean, success day-to-day is, is, is um, pretty simple and it's boring. pretty basic. It's yeah. really boring. The one thing. Mastery is boring. Um, yeah. and, and 
it's the way to create an incredible life and to achieve anything that you, that your wildest dreams can dream up. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit boring. And, you know, but, Jeff, I, I love what you talk about with, um, you know, motivate like your job as the leader uh, of a team. And, and I coach a lot of, uh, folks who are building teams mm -hmm. and I remind them that they kind of get caught up in like, well, what should the splits be? And I say, you figure out what your value is. And they, I assure you, when you pick the right people, they don't care about splits. You ask them, how much do you want to make? Because then, and then you never have to talk about your goals. You only talk about their goals because if their goals are in line with your goals, you guys are golden. You find out how much they want to make and then you lead them. This, this world has a, has a serious shortage of, of leadership and that's what everybody craves. They crave a plan and a leader to help them get there and that is your chief job as a team leader is not to manage the day-to-day it's to hold people accountable to the goals that they have, which are ultimately the goals of the team. And the traditional brokerage has failed the agent in that entire process. The traditional well, brokerage yeah. has created a sandbox where anybody can play and there's nobody there providing the toys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just a, it's a blank sandbox. Good luck. Bring your own toy. Yeah, have fun. Have fun. Yeah, have you fun. know, and I'll take that a step further and say that the traditional brokerage um, sometimes even says to people, because I meet with folks from these companies and they're like, Oh, you know, um, I've heard that like my, my broker tells me like teams just don't work. Oh my gosh. And, um, what I say to that is, um, the reason why that's their answer is because they don't know how to support you in building a team. They can't financially support you in building a team because they need to take too much from you because they got mm -hmm. big bills to pay mm -hmm. and they don't know how themselves that to is build it. a team. Well, I look at a lot of coaching organizations. So we own elite real estate systems. Um, that's who owns this podcast. And we've coached hundreds, if not thousands of teams. We've had thousands of people come through our workshops here in Omaha. And it shocks me how many people will come through and say, man, I was getting coached by so-and-so and it just didn't work out. And I always will follow up and say, how many teams did so-and-so own? Or tell me the numbers based on so-and-so's team back in the 80s, 90s, 2000s. Oh, well, I don't think they ever had a team. Okay, so you're good. if you want to have a, a peach tree, you've got to have a peach you know, I had to start as a peach to be a peach tree. You can't get an apple and become an apple tree. So you want to be a rock star real estate agent, go get coached by a rock star real estate agent. So with that, I'm going to do a shameless yeah. plug. We would like to invite anyone listening to come out to our workshop in January. Uh, it's going to be the first workshop of 2021. It's an all day investment workshop. And I love that you had brought up investing earlier mm -hmm. and an all day team building workshop. Um, it's a Monday and a Tuesday. You can find out more information on our website, elite real estate systems.com. Uh, just click on events and anyone that ever, uh, is on our podcast gets a ticket for free. So Melissa, we'd love to have you out uh, to any time in 2021 uh, for one of our events. We host a workshop almost every other month. And then in May of 2021, we're going to be uh, focused on interviewing 10 of the top team leaders in the country and talking about their superpowers. So grab your ticket to the team building summit. Uh, that's the teambuildingsummit.com. Or again, you can just click into the events link. Also, be sure to give a five-star rating on iTunes. Give Melissa a shout out when you leave that five-star rating. We're trying to get up to a thousand reviews before the end of this year. We just hit a hundred reviews. I've been working on that for four years. So we really need you to go out there and put a five-star review on here for us and just give Melissa a shout out. And also while we still have our audience, Melissa, what is the best way for someone to refer to you? If somebody in your own market is listening to this, how do they get a hold of you? How can they get coached by you? What are the next steps? Awesome. Well, I'd love to hear from them. Uh, email is probably uh, an awesome way to reach out to me. And that's Melissa Lombard, 
at kw.com and um, would love to hear from anybody regardless of brokerage. Happy to yeah. help. And I'll spell it for it. It's M-E-L-I-S-S-A-L-O-M-B-A-R-D at kw.com for those that didn't want to have to guess. And let's, uh, let's leave this with maybe one of your most funny moments in the business. Maybe it's something that happened on a showing or something that happened in one of your coaching appointments. Maybe it was most embarrassing moment for you, something you did. You think about it for a minute and I'll just keep speaking. Um, I just wanted to thank our audience. I don't usually do it very candidly and I've been trying to get better at showing gratitude. For those that listen, and I know we have like this group of about three or 4,000 of you that are just super dedicated and committed to this content. Thank you. I appreciate the audience that we have. I appreciate that you find value in this. I'm not here for the money. I'm here to create impact and influence and pay it forward. I listen to podcasts religiously when I was launching my team. You know, I have to give credit to Toby Salgado, uh, Josh Smith, uh, Pat Hyben. There's probably a handful of others I'm missing, but those, these guys really paved the way for me to bring my team to the level that it's at. And so we do this to pay it forward. Melissa doesn't get paid to be here with me today. She's doing it to pay it forward. Obviously there's ways to monetize through coaching and all these other things. I would be doing this even if there wasn't. I was doing this when there was no monetization uh, because I, I think it's fun. And I think that our listeners know that. I think they can tell Melissa, you're passionate about what you do. I'm certainly passionate about what I do. And I want to, I want to invite any local agent in Omaha, Nebraska to come check out our brokerage. The stuff we talk about at a national level is designed for you literally and specifically it's for agents in my own community to take advantage of the capping model 2,000 leads a month the best technology in the country we're doing things that brokerages here can't speak to we're we're literally pioneering tech powered conference rooms six degrees of freedom virtual reality all sorts of crazy and we have agents all around us that don't come in to find out what's available to them and it's a better deal but the crab effect has taken effect and if you don't know what that is gang go out and google crab effect you're unfortunately stuck in the bucket. So if you'd like to check out one of our meetings every Tuesday at 10 a.m., we have our brokerage meeting. 11 a.m., I personally do an office tour every Tuesday, 11 a.m., and or go out to career.kwelite.com to learn more about opportunities in Omaha. I've never done a recruiting pitch before on a podcast, but I've been told we have lots of local agents and brokers listening to these. Yeah, uh, We're not going anywhere. KW Elite has already added 100 agents in the last six months, and we believe we'll be the number one brokerage in Omaha in a very short amount of time. So jump on now, you guys. Take advantage of profit share. Get on board. And then nationally, of course, we have a lot of Keller people in our world. We're going to be expanding into every Keller office in the country. That will take us. So we're still looking yeah. at doing a lot of expansion partnerships. And of course, we'd love to be in Minneapolis with you guys, Melissa. We'd love to have you, Jeff. We'd love to have you. And we're, we're grateful that, uh, that you joined forces with KW. And, um, you know, I, I, would just, I would just say that, you know, you're, you're a great example of, um, of the power of the opportunity. Um, and so regardless of what brokers you're at, you know, I would just encourage you to, to, to sit down with your broker and say, hey, what are the opportunities for me? What, what opportunities do I have for ownership? What ancillary businesses do you have that I could be an investor in? You know, is there a title opportunity? Is there a mortgage opportunity? Is there, you know, is there a property management opportunity? All of these things, I mean, these are conversations that I hope your broker is already having with you, but if they're not, I would encourage you to have that conversation. Oh, and, man. you know, probably yeah. the thing that I'm most excited about with KW right now is the indie model and, um, and talking to independent brokerages who maybe look at the big brands and say, man, I can't, I can't compete with their technology. I can't compete with all that they're offering. Now, unlike any time before, is a great time to reach out to a KW, um, to a KW office and, and find out uh, if they're 
you know, open to a conversation about um, what it would look like to partner because some of these partnership opportunities, I mean, we've done it's a crazy. handful of them. We just and we've did got more too. in the works. Man, I mean, Which, it, it, it truly is yeah. a game changer and a life changer for, for some of these independent agent, independent brokerages. And what I will say, anybody in the Minneapolis um, area, I'd love to have a conversation with you if you're listening. And um, mega agents, if you if you have a big team and you're under um, a brand that doesn't allow you to own your own, um, you know, uh, office. Yeah. I'd love to have a conversation with you because that's probably the most exciting newest thing is um, being able to uh, afford that opportunity to uh, to a yep. mega agent who's got a big team yep. um, who wants to keep some of those profits for themselves. So yep. we have a, a big Berkshire office. The number one uh, Berkshire office in the country is across the street from us. And there's probably 15 or 20 teams there that do more than $20 million a year in volume, giving away their commission splits to Berkshire mm-hmm. Hathaway, just like I did for five years. My last year at Berkshire, they got $180,000 in commissions from me at the office across the street. My office, you cap at $50,000. So you just keep shoveling the money over to Warren Buffett and work for a corporation like Berkshire Hathaway, which has a lot of respect, but they have respect because of the profits they've generated to their shareholders. So you as an agent, you don't own their shares unless you own A or B stock. You are paying into the shares owned by everybody else in Omaha. And that's why everybody loves you. So I would highly recommend to look into this indie model that Melissa is referring to. You can stay indie. You can keep the Smith family name powered by the KW elite office or sorry, KW office in your area. And we already have done that in Columbus. Uh, There's an indie office there who partnered with us and they're doing an amazing job, but they are getting that same double team cap, even though they have 30, 40 agents, a thousand agents, it doesn't matter they're still yeah. getting to take advantage of that. So yeah. sorry yeah. that this was so KW focused. It will not hey. continue this way. <laughs> Everyone listening, I'm sorry. All you EXP agents rolling your eyes, I'm so sorry. But hey, this mm-hmm. is my podcast. So we get to yeah, talk about right. what we want to that's talk right. about. That's right. And Jeff, you and I both know that one of the beautiful things about um, about the United States is that there's options for people, right? That's and right. Um, and the same is true for brokerage. Yep. I, I think there's a, there's a brokerage for every person and every personality type. Um, it's just KW is, um, is, is, is the brokerage of choice for those people who really care and are passionate about, um, not necessarily opening doors every Saturday for the rest of their life. And they, they want a bigger vision for their life, uh, beyond just selling homes. And, um, and that's something that, that's the thing that I'm most passionate about. You asked yeah. me what my superpower is. My superpower is helping people understand what their superpower is so that we can create an amazing, incredible life, um, and an amazing, incredible business. And I think the saddest thing that happens is that an agent works their whole career and at the end of it they have nothing to show for they don't have a business to sell they don't have um you know there's they just close up their their shop and that's the last pause pause right there on that sentiment and now you agents out there ask yourselves has your brokerage provided you with an exit strategy is your broker training you on an exit strategy coaching you to it have they authored a book on it do they host a podcast on it have they helped you set your goals next year based on it and my answer for 10 years was no 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 why because either a they don't know how or b they believe in a scarcity mindset of not creating opportunity because they're scared it's going to hurt them not help them and I think that that's kind of where it comes down. And of course, there's a, there's a great place for every person. I always tell people that we're not a good fit for everybody. That's okay. We want people that work hard, that want to stop selling real estate for the most part and focus on building real estate businesses. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's giving people their lives back. But if you want to be a rock star at 80 years old on a stage playing in a band, then go for it. That wasn't my lifestyle that I wanted to have at 80 years old or at 40 years old. There you go. There you go. <sighs> awesome. 
Are we done? Are we off our soapbox? <laughs> Jeez, this was a good one today. I appreciate it, Melissa. You were an awesome guest. Awesome. Thank you. And we hope to see you at one of our upcoming events. Um, all of you audience members out there that have stuck it out to this point, please give a shout out to Melissa. Just give us a five-star review on iTunes and give her a, a shout out in your comment section. And until next time, thank you again, Melissa. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jeff.